to another episode of my funny friends with drew and will i'm drew harrison my lovely co-host will abels is with me as well from where are you at today still on the road mr today, will abels where are you at today today i'm in hagerstown oh, and we were in front of the legendary... I've never heard of it what's good yeah say? yeah no it's it's like this place that if I you were about all time. if you were to say there's a pride of hagerstown what would you say that would be per se it's either me or uh, the guy that just won the NCAA tournament for the second time for 183 Wrestling. I won't say his name because then that'll overshadow me. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, He's I, also I a pro to, wrestler from Hagerstown as well. I do have to say that if anyone watched, I mean, this this clock is legendary from 2020 oh. from all the Zoom yeah. shows. This okay, was, this is this, this was the background. backdrop. But yeah. it's it's finally it had two uh, prongs and one finally fell off. He broke it. There go. He broke it. My lovely assistant. Back at your mom's Beth. house for a split second, and you're breaking everything. Same, look at that. So <laughs> finally, Bev, why just, do you keep letting them in your house? That's not that's not her choice. I just break <laughs> in. I got the keys. Uh, well, Will, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest for this week, sir? I'm one for one on introductions right now, so keep I'm it, feeling the, I'm feeling the pressure's good. on. I know. I mean, the last one crushed it, but I had to do a different voice to do it. So I want to do. Okay, my get voice. in your character. Get in. Your so, character. oh no, no, I'm gonna try. It. I'm gonna try it oh. my way. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't want to. I don't want to sell out anymore. I want to be me. You know. Well, this, uh, this man. We so we're switching up a little bit here on my funny friends. Uh, it's exciting. This is not someone that's a uh, traditional stand-up comedian, but a very, very funny human being. Uh, he was actually one of the first three people I met in Nashville when I was deciding if I wanted to move there or not. And just, we had probably, I would say too much fun based on, based on the hangover the next day, I would say it was way too, <laughs> way too much fun, but you can uh, remember, but a very talented musician and I'm excited to get to get to talking to him. Talk. Oh, so close. Get to talking with him and uh, letting you get to know him as well. Guys, everyone give it up for brother love. Thank brother you very love. much. Look at that. Will you're one for two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to say you're one for two, but hey, you know, that's that's your you're batting 500, brother, man. You're batting 500. That's good. That's I was, good. I was, I was on a that, hot streak of four of just botching introductions and then I finally crushed it. But, well, let, you know, well, do you do you, do you not normally do the introductions? Is that is that uh, we no, he just usually messes them up. I just always mess it up. He doesn't. <laughs> We're just he was on a nice streak of not messing them up. Yeah, ah, very nice. but so I had. Yeah, but I had to do like a fake voice. I had to do a fake voice to not mess it up. I had to be like, "Hey, up next is and like, you know, <laughs> like your radio voice, like yeah, your DJ yeah. on the and everything's on the line." Yeah, and, but you know, then I try and be me and just tanks it. Uh, <laughs> man, you should listen to your mother. Just don't be you. Don't be you. <laughs> don't be you. Don't listen be to you, what mom. Listen to what mommy always says. Don't be you. Yeah, we don't need that in the world. Thank uh, you, bro the, brother. Uh, love you. Do okay. realize that's him. Him going against every grain in his body. You telling him <laughs> not to be him. <laughs> I know, of course. <laughs> He's a fabulous man. He's a fabulously talented man. Absolutely. It would be so much further along in my career if I was anybody but me. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. Uh, that's great. Hey, Drew, where are you at? 
I know I'm Will in, is in Hagerts, Hagerstown, which is Maryland. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Okay. Drew, where I'm are you? I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, I could have come to your house. We could have uh, hung out. Nice, right? Yeah. You're in Nashville as well? I am indeed in Nashville, nice. Tennessee. How long okay. have you been in Nashville? I uh, lived in Nashville now for a little well, over 10 years. That's, oh, so you've seen quite forever. a change, huh? Yeah, it's about 10, 12 years, about 12 years now I've been here. Uh-huh. Oh, it's completely different. All the all the folks that are moving down from New York and uh, like myself, they're okay, doing I was going to ask where you, where you came from originally. Queens, New York, born and yeah, raised nice. in Queens, spent my adult life in the East Village of Manhattan. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a New Yorker through and through. And I came nice. down to Nashville, just like many people uh, playing me in the music business. You know, I got a gig gotcha. playing down in Nashville. We went on tour and I never left. Now oh I God. see I see a drummer behind you. Is, are, is drums your your music your instrument of choice? Uh, that's my first instrument, and then I realized that I um, married a real drummer. That's yeah. Sarah. That's Sarah oh, Tomek. Fantastic. So then I realized I'm not a drummer. I'm just a I I I what is it? I play drums. She <laughs> is she is a drummer. Gotcha. Is this this is like a square and rectangle situation? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I mess, I play drums, you know, but I, I, she's the actual real drummer in the family, which is great. Um, and yeah, she's from New Jersey. Drummers. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Sixth grade year, we're signing up for band and I, it got to me and the teacher and my mom's right there. It's like first night before you even start. And they're like, what instrument do you want to play? I was like, drums. And they're like, yeah. have you taken piano? And I was like, no. And they're like, you can't play. And I was like, uh, what? Really? Is that a real correlation? And then that teacher that made that rule after I bought the trumpet to play the trumpet left. And (laughs) and the new teacher didn't care. But now my mom was like, we bought a trumpet. You're playing the trumpet. So that's because that teacher got a gig as a drummer. What happened was (laughs) the the drummer was the the teacher was like, I am not giving this shit up to any of you little kids. I'm I'm the the drummer. drummer. (laughs) You learn piano and trumpet. I. I had a keyboard when I was a kid and I wanted to learn. I was always, I loved music. I just appreciated it. I enjoyed it. And I had this little keyboard and my cousin would come over and he could always play. Uh, what was that? Da, 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 What's that old tune? Gosh, it's whatever. Sorry. Anyway, he would play little tunes for me and I would love it and laugh and all that. And I said, wow, what makes this piano work? So I took it apart and it was this keyboard. It had a lot of keys and little parts. And I completely had a little basement and there was all this plastic keyboard everywhere all around me. <laughs> and I realized it was this tiny little fan. It was this big oh, no. and it, uh, and it just, and it made the whole thing go. I'm like, wow, the fan is what makes it work. And I looked around me. I said, well, fuck this. I don't know how to put this back together. <laughs> so it sat there for about six months until my mother was like, you know, you should get rid of this. So I threw out the keyboard. I just didn't know how to put it back together. <laughs> And that was it. And then I, uh, I was playing. I, I learned to play drums. Well, I was a kid. I was in summer camp and I had just been I just got my ass beat in dodgeball. And I heard this sound coming from somewhere and I ran towards the sound. And what is that? The sound. Yeah. And I look up at the bottom. I was at the bottom of this hill. I look up and there's this dude playing the drums. And I was like, that's what I fucking want to do, man. That's it. And yeah. so I I cut out. I was like nine or so. And I cut out of all my clap my activities you know swimming and whatever else canoeing when i got a drum kit right i said no i said i'm yeah i'm hanging out with the band and i went and i hung out in the basement of whatever the main house was and i hung out all afternoon and they they played one song over and over and over and it was (laughs) smoke on the water 
<laughs> and yeah. I loved dun, every dun, time. Dun. Yep. As soon as those three chords, da, da, da. And as it, yep. it just, it blew my mind. I said, that's it. And they, they did a performance and it was just the one song. And the singer had these like socks on his arms with the, with the feet cut off. So there was just like this arm band thing. And he was so, <laughs> and he was so cool. And they had long hair. And I was like, I, this is it, man. So I was like, mom, <laughs> you know, what do you, a kid who runs home to his parents and says, I want to play drums. I want to be the loudest fucker <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. And they said, look, you, you got to take lessons to make sure you're serious. And I took lessons and I was able to get a drum kit. And yeah, I, I played drums as a, you know, how, forever. How did they soundproof the house or did they just roll with it? Oh, you know, the garage. no, <laughs> it was in the, it was in the basement. And then okay. what happens is once you get older and you start to form a band, what happens is, is that you bet you generally rehearse where the drum set is, you know, oh, so okay. we want to pack that thing up every we day. We always every rehearsed day. at my house and we found it. We somehow managed to get a small PA system. So, you know, we were in school or we were and we worked jobs after school. So every it was like dinner time. Oh, no. every time it was dinner time. And everybody in my family was like first bite. And you heard the door <laughs> swing open and these long haired hippie freaks were like, hey, Mrs. Florman. <laughs> How you doing, Mrs. Floorman? <laughs> hey, Mrs. Floorman. And we all went downstairs and made the loudest bunch of shit noise ever. Yes. And it was the best. It was fantastic. It was what great. type of music were y'all playing at first? It was all just rock and roll. We were just right. playing, you know, any covers. And then we started we started writing music. I remember one song we wrote. It was called Love Cave. Nice. <laughs> called Love Cave. Let me take you to your love cave. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> You couldn't yes. write that today, boys and girls. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it was so good. It's just, it was too good to, it was too good. It was just yeah. too good. Oh, it was, it was horrible, but yeah. I stuck with, <laughs> stuck with it, obviously. And I came down yeah. to Nashville playing drums. I was a drummer in a, I was playing drums in this country rock band. So I was just, I, I, I knew how to play. They needed a drummer. We ended up coming to Nashville and I never left. So it's, there you go. Yeah, there we go. There I, you go. I love how uh, it's, it's kind of an interesting parallel because a lot of the comics we talk to, it's sort of like, oh, how'd you get into comedy? And a lot of it, like not not everyone, some people are just kind of like, oh, I don't know, I bombed and then I just kept doing it again or whatever. But we've had a few people that were like, they were drawn to it. They, you know, they were like dabbling in something else and then it just, it came to them. And I love that that you just heard, you just heard someone playing the drums and you were like, I have to go do this. Well, I I find, I've this. learned a lot of people, a lot of comics I've met have, have that history in, in bands whether they were merch guys or like on tour with a band or they sang backup or played bass you know like they started with that lifestyle and just moved over to comedy after well, we're all we're all performers that's right. that's what it is yeah. actually you know truth be told the guy uh, who i saw at camp he was actually up there telling jokes but i'm like he sucks i'll play drums <laughs> No, I'm kidding. He was, play, he was playing. Drums. Like, I was in front of a microphone, buddy. I got that. Yeah, I would. I would have doubt it. So, so you guys are. Uh, did you guys have a name? The the first band that you were playing with. Did you guys have a name? And then, how? I mean, how long did you? What did that? What did that transpire? To, I think I'm. Did I use this word right? What did that transpire to? In, don't uh, don't get in don't York? get Blair in your head. Your I, Blair's, gonna, Blair's gonna call in. Like we're gonna. My phone's gonna start buzzing, and she's not even. She doesn't even know this is happening. There were, yeah. you know, finding what happens when you're a kid. You know, like there's certain kids that play certain instruments, you know, like so when we were younger, younger, like I was like, I'm playing drums. But then like the real cool, good looking, popular kid 
was like, I'm playing drums. I'm like, motherfucker, man, you got, you got it all already, man. I'm going to play drums. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like no, nah, I'm playing drums. And everybody's like, ooh, Ian's playing drums. I'm like, fuck Ian, man. I'll be, you know, so, you know, we you could have to move you know, the bass. That was no, a specific yeah. name. That was a very yeah. specific name. <laughs> I just made Ian was popular. That's all I know. I don't remember if he wanted to play drums, but he was popular and he's a, he's a great guy. So, but grow, you get cover. a little, you get a little older and then you meet new, new people, you know, high school comes around and, and, or junior high and high school. And they're like, all right, well, we're going to form a band, but then like that guitar player and that band is the guy we really want. So we kind of, we, we kind of switched members here and there, but we were in a nice. band called Cats and Yama or like the, like the Cats and Jammer kids. Yeah, they were yeah, called, yeah. pronounced Cats and Jammer. The, the bass player who was older, he was older than all of us and he had an apartment. And so we hung out in his apartment. You know, we were all in Ooh. high school and he was probably like a year or two older, but he seemed like an adult because he had an apartment, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we hung out. And so we grabbed a guitar player from another band and and my buddy Brian and I were so the songwriters and 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 Ronnie Katsinyama. He changed his fucking name in as an adult, by the way, to cat. <laughs> he couldn't even let it go. The band was terrible. They got tattoos. They all got so <laughs> so this band, this band, we we were because we were all big Kiss fans, right? So it was all about the show as well. So <laughs> This band, this the bass player was an artist, graphic artist as well. So he drew, everybody had a, a, a cartoon. I was the scat man. I was the scat cat. I was the drummer because I, I don't know why. I was scat man, scat cat. And I would play, you know, I, and so I had this little, this little cat that looked like a scat cat drummer. That was me. There was a guitar player's name was Scooch. There was Ronnie Katzenia, like we all these things. And I remember like my, they all went one night and got fucking tattoos and, <laughs> And my mother was like, my mother always smoked. So this is the universal. My mother's like, you know, Larry, you know, you, maybe you want to get a temporary tattoo. Don't, you know, I'm like, I was like, I was like, Bob, don't worry. I'm not fucking getting a tattoo of this bullshit. Are you kidding me? Like, I, yeah. I know better. I'm like, this band can only do what this band can do. And I kid you not, there was a second guitar player in the band and they all went out and got tattoos. And like the next day, they fired him from the band. So he was no. kicked out of it. He had a tattoo, like whatever his nickname was with his version of a cat with his face and a oh. guitar and cats in Yama. And I'd kill somebody. Motherfucker, they yeah. fired him from the band. I was I'd like, kill somebody. How yeah. do you not tell, how do you not tell him like, like, Hey guys, we're all going to get these tattoos. Like, how do you not just say, Hey, actually, man, maybe you shouldn't like that's, that's yeah. like, oh, that's almost maniacal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called yeah. being a stupid kid. You know, that's all. Yeah, we were yeah. just, you know, stupid. But that was, uh, yeah, it was a long, long time ago. In fact, somebody just sent me some photos from those days, uh, some gigs we did, and I was like, holy shit, it was fun. You know, like you know, that's the good part of the internet, reconnecting with some old people that you're yeah, like yeah, old yeah. friends that like, oh yeah, remember when you used to play it? You know, and on yeah. Bayside and on Bell Boulevard, Bayside. Like, yeah, it was great fun. It was a good time. Nice. So uh, it was a great scene in Queens. You know, throughout our like high school and college. There was a really cool like metal scene, you know, like hair metal scene and all that. And it was yeah. it was a lot of fun. You know, it was a, the band White Trash came out of Queens and they had a big hit called Apple Pie. And the but the bass player was my best friend. And oh, cool. they had to they had to wait for him to turn 18 for him to sign the record contract. Like oh, they, wow. they wait. Yeah, and I remember he was that was the band that got out of Queens. Yeah, white I trash like they got they were like wow that's like my friends on tour like they're they're really doing it so 
it was uh it was exciting it was exciting it was very cool yeah, yeah man. For, for the listeners at home do you mind throwing a couple dates out there just so we know where we are on the timeline uh, late late 80s okay. you're asking me how old i am is that what you're saying <laughs> no, no, round, old, yeah. is that your round of fucking bout way bro? very I'm just, good bro. I'll, I'll just he's a real it. stealth he's a stealthy guy so it's uh no this was yeah like late late 80s you know yeah all right, cool, cool, cool. Just yeah, I just I'm, want to make sure we knew where we were at. Um, oh yeah, late eighties and then early nineties. Yeah, like did, we were. Did you have a like a all time favorite venue from back in the day that you just loved when your band was at that venue? Well, God, we used to play a place called the Gun Club on Bell Boulevard, and it was a place that was the night was uh, it was Tommy Gun. Yeah, and he was he was Tommy. Oh, yeah. Gun. It was spelled with two N's, Tommy Gunn. Yep. And he was a badass dude. I mean, he had stuff going on in the city at the Ritz. He had stuff going on, you know, the Palladium, the Ritz. He had stuff going on. And his his thing in Queens, you know, was that. Lamore in Brooklyn, Lamore East in, in Queens. Yep. I mean, these were like staples for all of us coming up. And we were just kids, you know I mean? Like, yeah, I yeah. I was shitty and terrible. Our, my, our <laughs> bands. Yeah, I, I, well, you know, it's funny because now as a musician, you know, the, the caliber and when I see people that are that age, young, younger people that I work with and write music with, and uh, I'm blown away, especially, you know, because we are in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. When I see people who are 15, 14, 15, 16, who are better than most people in their prime, you know, I'm like, I, it's a miracle. Um, it's a miracle. I even am a musician from where I sort of came from, you know, I just right. sort of, you know, yeah. it's incredible. And well, amazing. I mean, that was kind of the, <clears throat> the do it yourself metal if organized the messier it is the better you know well yeah i mean rock and roll is not you know life isn't perfect you know and rock and roll i mean the rolling stones are the furthest from perfect but if you were to clean that up and make it squeaky clean it would be terrible right it would have no you know keith richards said you know you can have the rock but you gotta have the roll baby yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. that's that's goes with anything in life. You know, you could have the rock, but you got to have the sway. I mean, you know, you guys are comics. You know, it's like yeah. if you don't if you don't know how to sway and figure out your spots within a room full of people or just one on one, then you're not really communicating. You're not being as self-expressive as you can be to the fullest extent of your you know communicative powers, if it as it were. You know, yeah, right. like if if you're not throwing a white. If you're not throwing a guy's white crock onto the roof of a hotel building in the middle of your set, it's not you're not being your authentic self. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Will, I met a friend of yours the other night, uh, Marie. Yeah, Marie. I, I heard uh, Marie has actually also done the podcast and she's doing her and her Big, band. Funny are playing the, favorite. Yeah. And they're playing the Ryman, uh, the Reformed Tours, just Reformed Tours. No, the Reformed Tours are playing the Ryman this Saturday. Reformed oh. Whores? Yeah, the Reform Tours, it's a duo. It's a comedy music duo. Oh, so it's, oh, wow, the Ryman. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. There, I, I think it's, well, when this comes out, it'll be the Saturday that's already passed. But yeah, they're doing they're doing the Ryman. Uh, so yeah, she's yeah, super she, excited about it. She, and- she had a great story when she was on the podcast talking about one night she opened for, was it Primus? And then the next night, and then the next Al night Yankovic. Weird Al Yankovic. And it was at, it was at that festival that, I uh, had never Sturgis. heard of Sturgis. Yeah, it was yeah. at Sturgis. Oh, uh, we, yeah, we were supposed to, we were invited to play Sturgis a few years ago. My band, I'm in a band called Them Vibes, by the way. Yeah. And it was like, we had been invited to play Sturgis and the same week we got a call to play Open Up for Cheap Trick. 
awesome. about it, it was in South Dakota, like like two shows, right? Sturgis is in South Dakota. Is yeah, correct. I think so. Yeah. And they asked uh, Sturgis was like, well, you got to choose one or the other because of the radius clause. I'm like, it's South Dakota, a month and a half, apart, a month apart. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And by the way, we don't get many offers to travel that far. Can right. you just cut us a break? Yeah. So we took uh, we took the cheap trick gig because Sturgis, there's probably more people. We took the gig with more money, actually. And uh, we went yeah, out and, so smart. and we opened up for cheap trick. And that was such a blast. Like we were uh, we were invited to uh, stand on the stage and meet. Well, we were invited to meet Cheap Trick and we met the band and gosh. And then we were side stage. Rick, uh, Rick Nielsen. Rick, yeah, Rick Nielsen. Thank you. Gosh, Rick Nielsen. So we're side stage watching Cheap Trick having the blast. I had met Rick Nielsen a couple of times in the past. And anyway, we're, we're standing watching Cheap Trick and it was like the bass player was taking a solo and all of a sudden we're on the side of the stage. You know, we feel a tap on our shoulder and it's Rick behind us. We're like, the fuck are you doing here? You should be out there. And he's like, not bad for a bunch of old fuckers, huh? And we're like, yeah, man, right on. <laughs> he, <was crazy. laughs> he invited us up. We sang, uh, you know, Surrender or something with them. And that was such a blast. But anyway, did he have to go. take a, a bathroom break real quick or something? He's like, no, no he was solos just, going on. The bass player was soloing. So he was just kind of messing around. <laughs> I'll take a, I'll take a, yeah, I'll take a, I'll take a five. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I got a towel off real quick. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, no, uh, I guess to bring it back. So I think at this point, we're, you know, we're still in Queens. Did you go? Did you go to college? Did you? Uh, yeah, yeah I, went like, to, I went to Queens College. Okay. For like, like two years, I got to the point where it was time to be serious. You know, I, yeah. okay, am I going to stay in here and do two more years for liberal arts? I don't really know. I knew that I wanted to be out of Queens and I knew that I wanted to live in Manhattan in the city. We call it, we go to the city. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always loved that. When I was living in Brooklyn, I always loved it. Like, oh, we're going in the city today. And you're, you know, you take two stops and you're in Manhattan. Yeah. yeah. It was longer for me in Queens. It was a lot. It was a oh, yeah. bus ride. It was a bus to the train. And we were out way out there where yeah. I'm from in Queens is kind of like the gateway to Long Island. Oh, um, okay, okay. Yeah. Like most people, when they know Queens, they just know Astoria. That's all they know. Right. I'm, that's all I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do. Which is cool. Astoria yeah. is very cool. Anyway. So I decided I just wasn't going to, I left college and I, I did, I moved it. I, I went in and got a job at a music publisher publishing cool. company called Carl Fisher in uh, Union Square, not Union Square, it was Cooper Union, where the, the college is. Okay. And I somehow managed to get a little tiny little apartment under 400 square feet. And it Perfect. was, it was probably, it was like under $400 a month and it was rent controlled. And I lived there yeah. forever. I mean, I never, <laughs> the rent, the rent never went above $900 and, and I just left there 10 years ago. So it was like, that's amazing. Wow. I was very, very lucky. It was tiny, but location, location. I was in arguably, I mean, you tell me, you tell me there's a cooler place in the world. Uh, you're a, I will tell you you're a liar. <laughs> um, at the time it was the coolest place on earth uh, the east village was just it i mean yeah. which then every people really and this was this was the late this is the 90s 2000s right and then everybody couldn't afford it they moved to brooklyn that's when brooklyn became brooklyn yeah, because nobody you. went to brooklyn ever nobody gave a yeah. shit about brooklyn <laughs> yeah. now, I, that's now, what tripped me out is because i remember first learning about you new york and no one ever talking about brooklyn and then now my friends have moved there and they're like, you got to come see us in Brooklyn. Like, yeah. 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 I, I would have to laugh whenever, cause I lived in Williamsburg in like Williamsburg area for the majority of the time I was living in New York. And it was always funny meeting like an old Brooklynite and you'd, like, you'd be walking down a street and they'd be like, you know, like 10 years ago, you couldn't even walk down this street. And you're like, oh. 
Oh, yeah. like, no, I, I believe you. You don't have to. You don't convince me. I know. <laughs> okay. I was like, even now, I'm not really that confident. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We used to I was in a band uh, with this guy named Richie Bamboo. And he is he, the band was called Bamboo. Yeah. And he loved he loved the Telecaster and he was Springsteen guy and he just loved the Telecaster. It's just yeah. rocket, just rock and roll. And we I played drums and he was he was a great singer, great performer. And he lived in where a place called East New York. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and I remember he used to say, be careful. We'd rehearse at his house. He said, just be careful when you get out of the car. Yeah. There's like wild dogs are kind of everywhere. And I didn't know if that was code for like crazy people or real wild dogs. Yeah. Didn't matter. Head on a swivel. (laughs) But I could tell you that is that East New York had always been one of the most dangerous and scary places like in the, in the country. And now you can't afford to live in East New York. You can't even afford it. Like you couldn't even imagine live. Like I'm like, it blows my mind, but God bless, you know, it's what I I, I had a very profound moment. So I haven't been back to New York in two and a half years, left in January, 2020. And then there was a whole thing that happened. I don't know if you guys remember, (laughs) still kind of going through a little bit, but I didn't get a chance to go back until last week. And I, the first moment that I was like, Oh, I'm back in New York is before my show last Wednesday, a friend invited me to grab a drink and it was the same beer I've had in Nashville a thousand times, just like a regular IPA. And it was like $10. And I was like, Oh, I'm back in New York, baby. Like <laughs> it was just, I couldn't, I couldn't get over the prices all weekend. Cause I always think Nashville is expensive. And then I just five days in New York. And I was like, you know what? I could actually, I can make Nashville work. I just need yeah. to budget a little bit better. <laughs> That's why if I see someone smoking a cigarette in New York, I'm like, man, y'all must really, you, want it. you gotta want it <laughs> yeah. you gotta but still, i wouldn't pay those prices for sure but it's it's all relative because i think right, the same right. way i i think to back to what the days of me being there i'm like how did i do it you know i mean yeah, i was yeah, yeah. you know my first job in new york i was making 400 bucks a week how yes, did man. i do how mm-hmm. did i do it you know yeah. and then later on i made more money i mean it just you just do it you know i it's just yeah. all relative it's remarkable i mean the fact that nashville is as expensive as it is now. I, I could care less about it. I think it's, you know, coming from New York, I'm like, all right, well, at least the food is better here now, but yeah. the transportation's horrible. You yeah. know, people can't fucking drive. And your value, the value is, uh, it's, uh, hey, you know, you're still in Nashville. I mean, it's it's cool. Yeah. But, you know, it's, but again, everything's relative. The one thing I need to tell you, young people out there, is that don't expect prices to go down. They're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Once it eases up, I'm like, no, 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 no. This is it. Then you're going to be, gonna like, be the floor. <laughs> you're going to, and you're going to say things like, I remember when it used to be this price. And then you're going to be one of those people. It's called getting older. So yeah. there's your I, PSA. That's yeah, un- yeah. It's unfortunate, but that's the way life goes. I mean, but the, you, you realize that you become your, your parents and your grandparents because they're like, I remember when it was a nickel, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love those commercials where it's the homeowners becoming their parents. Ah, uh, the guy. Uh, yeah. The yeah. guy, oh, yeah. I think it's Geico. Oh yeah. Those are very or funny. Progressive yeah. They're all Progr- yeah. something like that. Yeah. And they're like, they're like going to go see a movie and it's just, yeah. They yeah, got yeah. the coat seat. <laughs> yeah. Those are great commercials. My mom did that. Girl. Very smart commercials. Yeah. yeah. Geared towards people of, uh, well, you know, you know what age, you know. <laughs> All right, cool. So you got your own apartment. Uh, what avenue were you on in, in East Village? Uh, I was on Fifth Street between First and Second Avenue. Oh, dope. Oh, okay, fifth cool. between First and Second. And I was just there recently, I walked by the apartment. I kissed my wife uh, right in front of my apartment where I've taken so many girls. You know, I said, oh, baby. 
I got it. I got it. I got to kiss you right here. Uh, you know, yeah. You know, and it was great. <laughs> and I was, it, it was fabulous. Um, we were there a few months back in the fall playing yeah. a show at, at uh, we were at Mer uh, Mercury Lounge. I like, I, oh, I, yeah, right. I, I say Mercy, Mercy Lounge is Nashville, Mercury Lounge. Right. And then Alex, my partner, uh, my buddy and partner in Them Vibes, we grabbed a hotel room in the Lower East Side that night because we and, and I just took him on a tour. I, I said, I don't know what's still open, what's still around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went to bars and bagels and pizza and restaurants. We just did everything in the span of like 12 hours. And I walked by, I took him by my apartment and there was a girl walking in and I'm like a like a fucking crazy person. I'm like, hey, I'm like banging on the door. I'm like, I used to live here. She can't even hear me. She's like, what? Yeah, she's got her head. She's, blast, yeah, she's, she's like, blasting Harry Styles right now. She's <laughs> like running, running away. I'm like, I used to live here. Like, she's like, I don't care. You know? <laughs> so I scared that shit out of her. But, uh, you know, it was, it, 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 was a, it was great. Always visiting she, she the old like, stuff. Like, the homeless, the homeless are really starting to dress well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. It was a five flight, five, five flights, five story walk up. But I missed walking. I missed the city. I missed what it was. It, it was very cool. But yeah. yeah, we just did it. I was in a band. My thing was called Brother Love. Mm -hmm. And I was playing, gigging, working. I was working in, you know, restaurants and, you know, I was acting. I was doing voiceover work and some a little some on camera commercial work and stuff and just just living, you know, and it just went on and on. And then one day. My buddy who was producing and writing with me, my brother Love Records, was working on this project. And he's like, man, I need a drummer for a gig on Thursday, which was like in three days or something. And uh, at Arlene's Grocery, oh, you know, cool. Howard quit my quit. I said, well, if Howard quit your band, he's going to quit. my." He, we all we had the same same bunch of musicians. I'll say yeah, he yeah, hates yeah. he hates me more than he hates you. He's definitely quitting my band. <laughs> I said, but I said, but brother man, I lived with you when you made this record. I, I know the songs like I just know them. I and I said, I, I hadn't played drums in years. I said, fuck it, let me play. So we played the show and I had such a good time being back behind the kit. Yeah. And somebody came up to me and they said, Hey, uh yeah, here congratulations, man. Here you're going to Nashville. And I was like, I was like, hey man, are we you going to Nashville? And he's like, do you, do you want to go to Nashville? And I was like, yeah, why not? Let's go. Uh, and that was it. Went to Nashville. Amazing. The band was called uh, her and Kings County. And oh, yeah, there okay. was a management company and a booking agent. And they just said, do you guys play covers and everything? You want to work, go on tour? We said, yep. It was in the country world. So we went back to New York and we held auditions for a guitar player. Mm -hmm. And we found Alex Haddad, who ended up being, he's, the guy that uh, the co-founding member of them vibes, okay, you know, I, you yeah. so yeah. the, you know, her, that, that band did its thing on a, on a label, off a label, the whole dance. And I actually met my future wife on a cruise ship in 2011. I think we were on the Blake Shelton and friends cruise ship because the band was on yes. the same label as Blake Shelton, which is just where everyone meets their wife. And my wife to be Sarah Tomek was the drummer for an artist named Maggie Rose, who I actually ended yep. up working with all the years later. We were all on the same cruise ship together. And oh, that's so funny. Yeah, we just became an actual, friends. An actual love boat. Yeah, <laughs> I, it, it didn't work. I'm like, hey, I'm brother love. My, she was like, the fuck out of my face with that <laughs> bullshit. And that's she's, how you know. That's how she's you from. Do. She's from Jersey. I'm from Queens. You know, we had yeah. to meet out of Nashville. And yeah, yeah we hung out and. So I ended up staying in Nashville. The band broke up and 
Alex and I were living together in the yeah. on the east side. We wrote, we had written a bunch of songs. We set up, we recorded our first record in our living room. Oh, cool. I played drums. I was able to send the record to Sarah. Hey, what do you think about this? And she's like, oh, it's, I guess it's cool. And then she also, <laughs> I got her to come over the house because she was a Mets and a Jets fan as mm. I am. And so I was like, that's wow, a, that's a real bond. Yeah, that's yeah. there's two sports teams that if you like, yeah, you got to really. Yeah, I so said you tough fan base, you pathetic heart. You 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 must hate yourself. You <laughs> you you are just a horribly sad person. I could love you forever. The fact that the fact that you love the same shit teams that I love heartbreak year after year after year. <laughs> So she would come over and watch the jet games. You know, I That's had awesome. a direct TV and one day she made a gravy. I'm going to make a gravy. It was Sunday, right? Got to have anybody, Sunday gravy. Anybody who knows anything Italian, you make a gravy. It's not a sauce. It's a gravy. So meanwhile, needless to say, I thought my future wife was Italian for the first like six months. I, you know, she's not, she's not Italian. She tricked me, but it's okay. It's okay. I was balls. I was balls in folks. I was balls in. <laughs> once you bond ma- over Mets and Jets, you got once you bond else. over that, you have a sauce, a gravy, your balls in. doesn't matter who you, you are. And you, and you mistake your wife for, for Italian. for no, she, 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 she seemed Italian. You know, I grew up around Italians. She just seemed yeah. like it. I didn't bother to ask, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's how I met my, my wife and, you know, Nashville, we stayed in Nashville. We, we had them vibes and we've been doing that, you know, ever since. And while it's just, a, it's been a wild ride, man. It really has been. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, God, what a fun journey. The cruise ship thing is just, I didn't really, I don't know if I knew that about all of you meeting on that cruise ship. I mean, that's such a, cause you guys, you guys all collaborate so often. We know? did. And- yeah. We, uh, what's funny is that I was back on that. Sarah has been back on that same boat. Really? And I, them vibes. We, we did right. Right. 2020. Like, Oh, the very beginning of 2020, yeah, <laughs> when life was them so vibes. Good. We were we were on the the, the same freaking boat, and it was the band train train, the band train. It was their cruise. Train so, has also played a part in our podcast. It's yeah, so oh, yeah. you would yeah. not believe how many times train has come up on yeah, this well, podcast. It's we'll, fantastic. We'll in a second, yeah. They have a cruise. It's called Sail Across the Sun because that's a lyric, I guess, right? And we were we we actually won a contest. Somebody who was a big fan that was on their boat. Uh, every year saw us play in Maryland, actually. And I think it was Maryland. Uh, yeah, I believe it was. Okay. And he was like, I love your band. You should be on this cruise. And they, they had the last slot for a, a, a like a, a, a contest and we won. So we got on the boat That's and it was the same damn boat. The, 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 <laughs> it's, 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 it's yeah. It's the Norwegian pearl. It's That's the pearl. Fantastic. And you know, it's like, I know every inch of that fucking boat. It's yeah. insane. So my car's called. What yeah, but we were so we were on. I remember being in our room and, you know, they have a closed circuit TV for the news and stuff and mm-hmm. and, and commercials. Every commercial is is the singer from what's his name, the train with his wine or the gets the band playing like, you know, buy our shit, buy our shit. You know? Oh, my which, God. Which is great. You have to. And they were so generous. They were fantastic guys. Every band on that cruise was amazing. We had a blast. But I remember watching and it was like. There was a boat that looked just like ours. It was a cruise ship and it was it was sitting off the coast of Japan. And there was something going on on that boat and everybody was quarantined. Oh, and I remember. Oh, wow. And I remember looking at it being like, eh, it's over there. 
Eh, yeah. You know, it's way across the other side of the world. Yeah. Can't happen here. Can't happen to us. Yeah. And a few weeks later, the whole world. I mean, See? we had no uh, idea what it was. And a few weeks later, it was obviously all yeah. shut down. Yeah, that's the same for me. Yeah. I thought this was going to be a Toronto SARS kind of thing. You know, like yeah, that's yeah, their yeah. problem. It'll never get down here. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I was in Los Angeles. So I was because I was doing my first like I was going from New York to L.A. and then back to New York. And I was just touring across the whole country for the first time. And I remember being in L.A. and uh, the guy I was staying with, he turns and he's like, man, there's like three cases in California. I'm getting pretty nervous about this. And I remember just saying out loud, I was like, yeah, remember swine flu? It's not going to be, it's not going to be a big deal. It's just, you know, it's going to probably target some old people. Kids will be fine. <laughs> and then I just like never people. thought about it. And then I'm, you know, and then I think three weeks later, I'm like back in my hometown of Hagerstown, Maryland, living with my parents. And I was like, oh, okay. Did not in front of that, their clock right there. And this, and then again, and then the clock makes its debut. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I know. We didn't know. <laughs> we, and actually, we got off the boat and we had a little Florida run, a little tour. Oh, and oh, and that was yeah, just because so Florida doesn't. We stopped and we stopped at my folks. They, my folks like to uh, spend their winters in St. Petersburg. I mean, like we got off the boat, we traveled, we gigged. I spent yeah. time with my 70 at the time, 73 year old, you know, father who's in perfect health only to get home a week later and find out, holy shit. Like I could have given everybody. Yeah. So it was a miracle. Cause I remember there's a, you know, the cruise ships, people stay in touch. It's like camp, you know what I mean? Or, you know, yeah, people yeah. stay in touch. It's yeah, really, yeah, it's a camp, wonderful yeah. thing. And I do recall people, some people being like, does anybody feel a little sick? But you're like, yeah, it's a cruise ship. It's, you know, eating people have bugs, stomach bugs. It happens. But I think, uh, I think a lot of people ended up having COVID that didn't even know they had it. Right. Like, just, no, yeah, what yeah. the, what is it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. Yeah. Well, it's fun. Now look at, and look at us and look at us now. And you know, get us now. The oh, real we're still zooming it. We're still zooming. Yeah, that's right. The real rock star is zoom, you know, yeah. <laughs> bring it all together. Um, so one thing I do uh, want to go back and touch on just because yeah. I, I know this. Keith from, and the girl. Keith and the girl. I want to know what you were going to say. I want to know the Keith and the girl story. I knew it. I want to know it. So there's Keith and there's the girl. The end. OK, no. <laughs> like y'all sold that so well. No, um, <laughs> the Keith and the girl that so I had just put out my first record okay and it was called album of the year I've listened to the, love it I thank you it. people would say well how could you name it album of the year what the fuck man and I'm like well it's the album of my year motherfucker so shut the fuck up anyway yeah, so yeah. and at the time there was this thing called podcasting right that just it was brand 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 new and Things were called Pod Safe. There was a Pod Safe network. Adam Curry, the old DJ from MTV, was like the king of podcasting. And everybody got down and sucked Adam Curry's <laughs> dick. And, and they loved his, and he was beautiful hair. And he was, oh, and he was a rock star. And, and you know, you're kind of like, what is it? It's basically like, yeah. what's a pod? I mean, what, you know, what? The fuck is a podcast? What is any of it? And what I remember was I would get emails from a few different people, very small amount of people at the time. There was a guy in Hong Kong who hit me up. He was, he was an American living in Hong Kong. And he said, I uh, have a show and I would love to play your song Summertime. I said, uh, great. 
have at it. Thank you. I, yeah, thanks. Thanks. Thank, yeah. thanks for asking. Yeah. Next thing I knew, another guy played at another show and another show, and then people were getting in touch with me. And I was like, wow, this is, wow, this is something bananas to me. Like, I am being played on different shows. I don't know what they are. I don't get it. It's right. not radio. It's something, you know, and you have to understand, really take yourself back to 2004, five, six, right? Right. Like, what I mean, Spotify's is- not out, right? Like, it's not no. like, there's not like streaming. Yeah. Uh-oh. No, this is a Napster. When was Napster? I mean, I think Napster was around late nineties, late nineties. Yeah, so that had been around. So I'll say, so, I mean, so you kind of got a feeling that music was free and people were mad and angry about that. Yeah. Very I mean, what made you scary about it? Cause I remember, you know, you heard, you never saw it, but you heard the horror stories of people coming in and busting in your house for downloading music on, you know, like when, yeah. Yeah, it's funny, right? That's yeah. because they were protecting the rights of the of everybody. Exactly. They were actually protecting the rights of the the record labels. They could they they never gave a shit about the artists. No. They yeah, still no, don't. No, they no. never did, never have, no. never will. I, I, yeah, my my album just got All taken off of uh, my album just got taken off of Spotify, and I'm like, oh no, I'm why? Losing. I don't know. I haven't I haven't done enough. I've I, it happened while I was on the road, so I'm like, I I'll deal with this when I get back. But I'm like, oh no, that's. Twelve dollars every three months that I'm missing out on, you know, <laughs> like it's just that's one of those that's that's strange. That is strange. Well, they started oh. ripping off a lot of comedians. There was like a I don't remember the whole correlation, but Joe Rogan was in a lot of trouble, and then at the same time, Spotify started taking comedians' albums off of Spotify instead of paying them. Instead of paying them, and then I don't I don't remember being too vocal about it, but maybe I, maybe I, who who knows? But yeah. So anyway, I just found out because I, I thought vocal about something. Come on. Does that match up? Does that match up? <laughs> well, but now I, uh, na- your fight. Now you'll it's you, it's like, you know, what is it? Yeah. You yeah, all right. Come on, Davey. Goliath is <laughs> Goliath away. Me yeah, Will Abels versus Spotify. <laughs> yeah. This anyway. time it's for real. Yeah. yeah um, I'm so sorry. So take us back to 2004. So I mean, like, you know, whatever it was, four or five, four or five. Six, my record came out 2004. So this is somewhere five, six, I guess. Anyway, so I'm being played on different shows. And I thought this is phenomenal. And then I also started catching wind that I started catching wind that people were like, musicians were like, well, why would you do that? You know, people are stealing your music. And I said, well, you know, people are playing my music. Yeah. My attitude was, thank you for asking. Right. And my general, what my thoughts were, and I was honest, I said, look, I would appreciate it if you buy the song. If you buy the song, you can do whatever the fuck you want with the song. Right. If not, still cool, but I make money off of this. I'm an artist. So just so right. you know, it's just not, you know, it costs me money to create this in case you didn't know. This is, you know, my art. Yeah. People take things very, people, people hold, people hold zero to be very precious. Yeah. And yeah. what I mean by that is that zero plus zero is fucking zero. Yeah. So if you're if you're a nobody like I was a nobody, well, you know, and nobody cares and nobody's listening and nobody's buying, then who cares? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. for yeah. you who are who have zero to be complaining and moaning, I'm going to hold on to this piece of zero because because of what, you know, yeah. 
Yeah. So I just thought people are playing it. People are digging it. There's something to, there's something new here. I wasn't as insightful or I didn't have the foresight to be like, music's going to be free, everybody. But yeah, I did yeah, know, yeah. I did see that it was the case. And so people would, they got angry at me. And I said, well, what are you angry for? And my name is Brother Love, by the way. So I was able to, you know, I, kill him with kindness. How the fuck knows? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so there I'm super were nice, man. <laughs> I'm super nice. Yeah, right. If you get to know me, that's bullshit, right? I mean, I'm, I'm a human being. So then there were these podcast conventions. These were amazing. So there, these conventions were kind of like Comic-Con, but okay. smaller and for podcasters. So like it, everybody's a star, you know, I mean, everybody yeah. has a, has a handle, a name, you know, so it's for me. I went to these because people were playing my songs. I was not a podcaster. I was a guest on people's shows. People would talk to me. They played my songs. Adam Curry, who was the big, big man. There was money, supposedly. There was advertising. You could make money with advertising. Yeah. These startup companies, they were, fig everybody, it was the Wild West and just figuring it out. You had a lot of people who were just living at home, uh, you know, mom, I'll be up in a minute. I'm busy, you know, like, you know. <laughs> this isn't a video game, I swear. I'm doing something <laughs> important, you know. And, you know, then you had people and, and they made, you know, they did nothing and petered out. Then you had the same cats who, who stuck with it, made some advertising, made money or, you know, it, it's every, it was just the wild west. Yeah. And I went to these conventions and I met with Keith. I met Keith and the girl and I knew they were a big deal, but I didn't really know who they were. Right. And I remember when I met them, I think we were playing pool and Keith was very, you know, he's, he's a very, I want to say he's standoffish. He's not standoffish. He's just a reserved human being. You know, yeah, I yeah, am, yeah. I am like, Hey man, what's going on? Well, what's happening? You guys live in New York. I'm a New Yorker, you know? Wow. We have a connection. And then when I met Hemda, Hemda grew up around the corner from where I lived. Oh, wow. So I meet, I meet Hemda and it's like, where are you from? Queens. I'm, I'm from Queens. We're in California, by the way. We are at a convention yeah. in California. And, and she's like, I'm from you know Jamaica, Queens. I'm like, I grew up in Fresh Meadow. Like, I we grew up. I said, wow, that's crazy. She said, wow. I said, she said, yeah, I lived right off a of Union Turnpike. I said, I used to work in the bagel store on 189th Street. She's like, Turnpike Bagels. I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? She's like, she's shocked. I'm like, there's something, a light bulb. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, I used to have the biggest crush on you. I used to come into the store when I was a kid. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. You were that little girl with like the unibrow. You had like one eyebrow, right? <laughs> like I'm such a dick. The one thing that I remember, she's like, yeah, I had a fucking unit. Yeah, thanks, asshole. You know, like, I'm like, I'm like no, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm so That's how I remember you. I'm sorry. We're related because we knew each other. Oh, I like, you're like, I'm in love with this person because we're from the same place, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I would come and buy like the dumbest thing so I could just. So I see you, you know, I'm like, I remember you, you know, like I was a few years older than her, I guess. Oh, um, that's so fun. And I also, I love this, like goes back to the, like, Hey, I'm a nice guy. All right. Well, <laughs> here's what happened. They, 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 they had me in for an interview. I can't remember which interview. Cause they had me in for a couple of interviews and they, I guess they had me in for an interview and it went, I thought it went well. Mm-hmm. Then we go our separate ways and all that. And people are starting to show that people are, getting to me saying 
wow, Keith and the girl, man, they're, they're really shit talking you. I'm like, wow, what, why? Like, I don't know. And I just was like, what, what's going on? What did I do? What, what did I do? I was like, I must have offended them. I have no idea. And I don't know how much time passes by. Uh, I, you know, I'm just doing my thing. Right. They have me on the show and their studio at the time was not far from where I grew up. Like it was, they had an apartment in Queens, not mm -hmm. Astoria further out. And I knew exactly kind of, you know, where the neighborhood. And this was the show where they ambushed me. They kind of were like, they were like, so what's the deal with you? Like kind of getting the feeling like you're, you're kind of just putting it on. Like we don't believe that you're like, you know, you're always on, you know, you're like, ah, like a brother love, you're this pool of energy and you're like happy and you're nice to people and, and you're always on. And, and we're like, we kind of feel like you're just, you know, you're not genuine and you're full of shit in so many, in so many words. Can you imagine bringing a guest on the show and just be like, all right, get down to it. Have you oh, heard, have you, oh, do you know true. who Keith Malley and Hemda Khalili are? That's, that's like, that's like walking into a fucking, that is working into like an inferno. Yeah. And yeah, just, yeah. but, but being like, wow, I think it's just a little hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> this seems it's nice. Like, it's like walking in and be like, wow, this house is nice. Like it's on fire. You idiot. But I don't know. It's kind of nice. <laughs> like just like rose colored glasses, you yeah. know? And I'm like, and I said, I kind of, took it in and I said, man, I, I said, I got to be honest with you. You've seen me and know me. Um, I'm not always this way by far. I am yeah. as dark as they come sad. You know, I have the, you know, I was like, just like you comics, you know, you, you, you dead inside motherfuckers, all of you, every yeah. single one of you, right. Comics, right. Otherwise, why do you do what you do? Right. Come yeah, on. I feel it. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. And I said, I didn't say that to them, but I said, you know, when we have been together has been in groups of people and you've seen me perform groups of people. And we've actually just talked around other people, even just you and I, right? I said, man, I just am so excited. I'm blown away that anybody gives a shit a, and that anybody is listening B. And you know, it's like, I'm like, so when the audience or whomever it may be, is yeah. excited i just i'm just feeding off of it i'm just being yeah, as, yeah, yeah yeah i'm being as present and with you as possible and i'm just feeling the love so i get excited and then i feel the love and so then it just it's very ebullient yeah. and and that's just all it is man i i really i mean i am the exact 180 opposite of this uh, a lot of the times and if we get to know each other you'll see that but yeah, you're just this absorbing the he, energy and feeding off it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and Keith Malley, he said something like, how could you hate brother love? And that was it. It was love, love, love. And we've been oh, best amazing. buddies. He was the he was the best man at my wedding. Well, he was, That's he was, fantastic. He was one of two. I, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't decide. Had co co-chairman. I, I didn't want to just make it Keith Malley and, and Alex to Dodd, you know, that my, my buddy. Right. And, and I like, I didn't tell either of them. And so, <laughs> See, it both show up as your best, like, I'm we the got, best man. Like, no, I got, no. we got married in Maui. We all show and we show up and they're both, I'm like, you kind of are both the best men. Tag team champions of the world. And they proceeded to write the greatest speeches ever. 
they roasted the shit out of me at my <laughs> wedding. They destroyed in the best possible way. They really, they took, the- it was like Grand Slam home run after. they. Keith was hilarious. And and we were laughing and crying, and Alex was hilarious, laughing and crying. Oh, so they did it separately. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. It was a roast. It was that's genius. Fantastic. But Hemda and Keith and I have been such good friends. And I miss, I'm not in New York. I just saw him about two weeks ago. I went up to visit. Uh, I went to a Mets game. I saw my, my dad and my stepmom in Long Island, my sister. And I went to Astoria, and I spent the night with Keith. And, you know catching up. I, I love him so much. He is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. And Hemda is so insightful. She's hilarious. And they are just such a wonderful comedy team. And, yeah. um, and I told him all about you, Will. I told him all about you. <laughs> I said, I don't know him very well, but he brought me lamb one time. And I thought that was really cool. That, that wasn't just that was like twenty five dollars worth of lamb or something ridiculous. I still don't remember how or why. Could you refresh I, my memory? I was very yeah, high yeah, yeah. during the t- during well, this that is, time. This is this is obviously this is the go between was Reed, you know, and this is a very Reed moment because yes. if without Reed, that meat just gets thrown out. I think without Reed, there's no lamb, ladies and gentlemen. There's no lamb without Reed. Right. So um, I hope you I call this Nashville, huh? I hope this show is called There's No Lamb Without Reed or, or Without Reed, There's No Lamb. It, it We're going to change it after this. Yeah, now it has to be. So I was visiting Nashville for the first time and I spent two weeks there. I did shows both weekends. The first weekend, I just was kind of like, I haven't been out of the house in so long. This is crazy. And then I went to Kentucky and I quarantined for a couple of days and Reed and I matched up on Bumble. And then she was like, oh, come oh, hang out. Bumble. Yeah, and she's like, oh, come hang out. So then Reed and I just ended up hanging out for a couple of days. And on the final, like I, at some point, because I like cooking, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, I like it, whatever. So where I was staying is actually very close to where I currently now live in Nashville. And there is, I I'm, I'm, can't remember, PB Butcher. Is that right? The Butcher by, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know is it about? PB? I know, yeah. I, I think it's PB Butcher. But okay. I just was like feeling fancy, you know? And so I went and I got this lamb, but I like didn't know the like how much to actually get and then i get back to the airbnb and i have nothing to cook this lamb with and i'm like oh this is a huge waste of money which is kind of the theme of my life life. and uh so that the final day i was like hey reed i have like all this extra food do you want it and she was like i'll bring it i'll bring it to brother love and i'm gonna cook him this meal and because i think your wife was out of town at the time yeah and then and that's how it happened that's how you ended up getting this like random (laughs) <laughs> but didn't you, but 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 am I crazy or didn't you come did you come over separately on a separate occasion and bring me the lamb? Oh, or I, it did right. end up that's actually because, that is that you're 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 completely right. It was the first time I met you. You couldn't and, find anybody to cook the lamb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you waited till the very possible last minute and said, you know what? I'm gonna go to Larry's house, drop yeah. this fucking lamb off. It's you yeah. Know, yeah. That's what it was. It was Reed was introducing us because uh, we were watching football that day. And I showed yeah. up and I was like, I have this lamb. That's what it was. Sorry, I, I forgot. That's yeah, right. So- I, 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 by the way, it's COVID, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, my dear friend who I hadn't seen Reed in forever comes over. We figured let's be safe. Oh, by the way, do you mind if I invite a complete fucking stranger <laughs> that you've never met to your house now? And I'm like, you son of a bitch. Dumb, 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 dunny, dumb, 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 dumb. Why? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad she did. <laughs> you know that that was great but i remember you know because remember think about that now right we're we're in a different time we're yeah we're over oh, that yeah, hump. Absolutely. no 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 this is this is but you're like october like, of 2020 why are you inviting anybody to anywhere you know people shouldn't be hanging was, out 
Yeah. He's like, well, I may have COVID, but at least we'll have lamb, you know, <laughs> but none of us, had, none of us got COVID as right. far as I know. No, we did. Yeah. No, but it was, yeah, but that's, that's how that ended up there. Cause I remember, I think Reed came back to cook it or something like that, but yeah, I brought him a nice lamb. He brought me a nice lamb. That's yeah. what I do. Not, I mean, I don't think I've, I've brought Drew lamb before. Yeah, you're out. missing out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bring me Taco uh, Bell if you want to make up for it. Okay. Yeah. It's not the no. same, Drew. Come on, Drew. Aim, <laughs> aim high, Drew. Aim yeah. fucking high, bro. PB Butcher is a is just they are the best good. butcher in Nashville. Is now this is our this is the new sponsor we're going for. Uh, okay, they're gonna like yeah. probably text us and be like, "Hey, it's actually like PR Butcher, you, you idiot." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I got sure. some fresh jalapenos. Can you bring me some skirt steak? Make some tacos. Do something like that. Okay. All right. Well, brother, love. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been it's been a journey. And I had a blast. This was thank, one of my you. thank you for being so our, our our first uh uh like non stand up not, not stand up but still in the musical comedy world like so thank, thank you. I hope well I hope I was uh, I hope I was uh, I got I hope we got to everything. Oh, you know? we had I think a great, we did. Great story. Great path. I, I mean, did. as long as you t- you know you touched on the darkness that's inside of all of us. Yeah, and the yeah. light that can you had me a dead inside that's... i was like this guy get it. <laughs> oh yeah well let me ask you boys <laughs> something let me and seriously okay. so are you yeah. are you both drinkers or are you past drinkers or what's your what's your relationship was, to alcohol i was really good at it so i've i've toned it down quite a bit but yeah, i'm still i I'm still, I, I can close down a, a bar too in my yeah. day for sure do you find uh do you find that most comics are either raging alcoholics or uh absolutely sober most yes. oh, not yeah. everybody yes yeah, it's it's there's no middle ground. And that's why yeah. I personally have chilled out because there wasn't a middle ground. It was a going yeah. out for a drink or two. And next thing you know, you're hammered and figuring out how you're getting home at three. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had yeah, I haven't had a drink in five weeks. And it was, oh, uh, you know, you know, but um, I always found that to be the case sort of with comics, you know, especially because I was a guest a lot on the Keith and the Girl show and I would just be yeah. there. Um, and if anything happened in my life, they'd be like, come on over. I'm like, well, you have a guest, like, who cares? Come on over. Okay. You know I mean? I've yeah, met yeah. some, I've met some, you know, like Kristen Finnegan and uh, you know, uh, a million, a million, I remember Hannibal Burris and you know, they've had such great guests on yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jesse, Jesse Joyce and you know, just Jesse. so many, so many great comedians that I got to like, I couldn't believe that I was sitting at the same table with. And it was, it's always been the case. Like some of them are really, really in that, you know, scary place that they're scared for themselves or, yeah. or they just tone it back. But um, yeah, when like with New York specifically, uh, New York comedy, I noticed it like the second, you know, cause I was a younger comic for a while and now I'm an older comic, but when I was a younger, I was comic, a younger comic for a while, that's great. <laughs> but but, I've noticed, but I, You don't I, say, Will. You don't say. I, to I, be uh, fair, he still lives like he I lives. was an older comic and then I became a younger comic. It was yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, I'm a little Benjamin Button of comedy. But no, but I'll, my, my only point is that like when I was a younger comic, I noticed that like every time a comic hit around 30, they would always get sober. And I used to always joke that like, 10 years of drinking in New York, like you just have to, you know, get sober because you'll be dead by 35 anyway. You know, like well, you've seen, could you've been to Wilmington. You knew I couldn't keep up that pace. Oh my God. I can't, I go like, I have to take like a year off every time I go to Wilmington. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's where I was, I was doing most of my drinking Wilmington, North Carolina. If you've ever yeah. had the, the joy of getting down there, it will suck. Oh, I've been, in. I've been, well, you know, a lot at America is a part, you know, America's a party town, man. It is. <laughs> America's a party town. <laughs> Put that on my grave. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got your new next shirt for sure. Yeah, oh, right. God. Yeah, right yeah. Let me just finish selling the 15 million I have left and then I'll get a new <laughs> shirt. That's fair. 
Well, thanks, uh, guys. Yeah, hey, thank you so much, man. I truly yeah. appreciate it. Where can they uh, where can they find you uh, online or your projects coming up or anything? Yeah, uh, what do you got coming up? It's all at Brother Love, uh, at Them Vibes. Um, mm-hmm. We just played a big show in Nashville at the Basement East, and it was fabulous. Yeah, we it have amazing. A, check out Thank You. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah just uh, get to know Them Vibes, T-H-E-M-V-I-B-E-S. I, it's funny, with that band name, I feel like every time we say it, Alex or myself, we're like a mush mouth, you know? What's the name of your band? Them Dives. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what? Them Dives? I'm like, no, Them Vibes. Them Dives. I'm like, no, us and them, good vibes. There we go. So, but we have a single, we have a single coming out in a few weeks called Love is Free. It's called Love is Free. And uh, yeah, just uh, stay in touch and peace and love. And, uh, you know. Yeah, we'll have to go get a very moderate one drink here here at some point. We'll get one oh, I, hey, I got nice my lamb. I got my Bud Zero, my Budweiser Zero. Oh, there you go. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I do. Check that out. Right on. Check that out. Thank you so much, guys. Make sure Thanks, to hit guys. that subscribe button. We'll Please see you next do. time. Yep. Uh, uh,